I see an America whose rivers and valleys and lakes, hills and streams and plains, the mountains over our land, and nature's wealth deep under the earth, are protected as the rightful heritage of all the people. Franklin D. Roosevelt, November 2, 1940, Cleveland, Ohio. Part 1. The Education of a Hudson River Conservationist, 1882-1932 through 1932. Chapter 1. All that is in me goes back to the Hudson. 1. There was never a eureka moment that transformed Franklin D. Roosevelt into a dyed-in-the-wool forest conservationist. His passion for the natural world was instead an emotion, inclination, and inherited disposition. Throughout his life, he firmly believed that natural surroundings influenced a person's health, social behavior, and mood for the better. Franklin Delano Roosevelt's family owned land in and around Poughkeepsie and along the banks of the Hudson River for four generations, his wife Eleanor Roosevelt wrote. But even before that, his Roosevelt ancestors lived just a bit farther down the Hudson River, so the river in all of its aspects and the countryside as a whole were familiar and deeply rooted in my husband's consciousness. If tourists with an active imagination started at the Hudson River's headwaters in a lake high in the Adirondacks and traveled 315 miles south to New York Bay, they'd see a grand cavalcade of American history unfold. To Roosevelt, the Hudson, a tidal river where Atlantic seawater flooded far upstream, was the great wellspring of the nation. The river was the first in America to be explored by Europeans, its waters beheld the first steamships to operate successfully, and its banks were the birthplace of the nation's first lucrative railroad. A connoisseur of Hudson River Valley history, Roosevelt concurred with Dutch explorer Henry Hudson, who in 1609 found the river's leafy shores and bluffs as pleasant a land as one can tread upon. America's only four-term president was born on January 30, 1882, in the provincial village of Hyde Park, New York, amid rich Dutchess County farm country. His parents, James and Sarah Roosevelt, were both from prominent Hudson Valley families on opposite sides of the river. The tranquil beauty of the Hudson River stitched the families together. The Roosevelts on the east side, Hyde Park, and the Delanos on the west, Newburgh. In 1880, James Roosevelt was a well-preserved widower of 54, with one child, a son named James, who was known as Rosie, when he married Sarah Delano, a woman 26 years his junior. Franklin, their only child together, was named after Sarah's favorite uncle. James Roosevelt graduated from Union College in 1847 and Harvard Law School four years later. He increased his inherited fortune through investments in real estate, bituminous coal, banking, and railroads. Fancying himself a country squire, he had the leisure of spending quality time with little Franklin, exploring nature, teaching him to honor trees as the noblest and weightiest of all living organisms, to respect the ethics of land stewardship, 
and to be a country gentleman, too. Franklin's nickname for his father was Popsy, a term of endearment. Mr. James passed on intact his own fondness for the outdoors, historian Jeffrey C. Ward explained. He loved trees, for example, knew their varieties, would allow none to be cut unless they were dead or diseased, and he made sure his son felt the same way. In 1867, James Roosevelt had purchased an estate in Hyde Park. He later acquired additional acreage adjacent to it on both sides of the Albany Post Road. Like most upscale properties in the Mid-Hudson region, the Springwood Estate, simply called Hyde Park by most Roosevelts, had Hudson River access as well as fruit orchards, vegetable gardens, a stocked pond, wide fields, and thick woodlands. It would be FDR's home throughout his life. 